Good morning, Steve Dale's Pet World on WGN. And I am about to prove in this very program, you can have your cake and eat it too. Let me say that again. Your dog can have their cake and eat it too. It's all a part of this, the world's largest dog wedding. Oh my gosh, what an event. Leslie Allison C.I., president of Robust Promotions. You've got to explain this to me. How did you come up with the idea of, of now I was there last year with the attempt to break a Guinness Book of World Records for the most dogs getting married. So let me back up to over a year ago. Why did you then think, I want to do that? There are lots of things one can do. Why that? Well, uh, hi, Steve. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, The reason that we decided to try for the record last year was, let me tell you, the record was set back in 2007 in Littleton, Colorado, when 178 doggy couples got married in a fur-lined, wonderful ceremony. Uh, And the reason I found out about that was because the following year, Oak Park, Illinois, tried to break the record for charity. And that year, my German shepherd married the golden retriever down (laughs) the street, best fun-in-law ever. And uh, they did not break the record either. So... Last year, I am the chairperson of the Villa Park Fund Commission, and one of our events that we do every year is an animal charity event where uh, we have the rescue groups come out. And because COVID had uh, kind of shut everything down for the past the, the previous two years, uh, we wanted to do something special last year. So I went back and I looked to see what happened with that record and discovered that record had never been broken. Um, and if you think about it, 2007, that was before, you know, uh, Facebook and social media. So I thought we were a shoe-in, and um, we decided that we were going to charge a $25 registration fee to make sure that folks showed up for the actual record attempt, and that 100% of that registration fee would go to the 10 participating animal rescue groups. Uh, that showed up that day. And um, while we didn't break the record, as you know, um, I can tell you that those 10 rescue groups really uh, really appreciated getting the exposure, uh, being able to get out again, and uh, getting some funds towards towards their rescue. And you came close. You uh, came close. So why why did you decide, well, I'm going to try that again? If you recall, we talked right after the record had had gotten uh, had not gotten broken, and I was I wasn't sure that I was going to do it because it's a lot of work. And then um, all of a sudden, we got a phone call out of the blue from People Magazine, and they said we'd like to interview you. This is kind of interesting. And then a couple of weeks later, I heard from the New York Times, and they said we want to do an article about this dog wedding in the uh, wedding section of the New York Times. And <laughs> and all of this is going on, Steve, and I'm looking at my husband, and I'm going, but we didn't do anything. We didn't break the record. And then I got asked to be on the Australian version of Good Morning America, and the French version of 60 Minutes reached out. And at that point, I looked at my husband, and I said, okay, we need to do this again. 
since we're getting all this national and international attention, let's make it big. Let's really make it big this year. And, yes, we're going to invite back those local uh, animal rescue groups, but let's put the national spotlight on something that's near and dear to my heart, and that was uh, Canines for Warriors. Uh, And uh, the story on them is they are a national organization that uh, rescues dogs from high-kill shelters, trains them to become service animals for our nation's veterans, um, who are suffering from PTSD and depression and anxiety, and on average are taking their lives at about 20 to 22 a day, which is about 10 times higher than the national average. Um, and it's been proven that if you can get one of these dogs into their arms, um, it helps get them out of their heads. And so that's what we decided to do. So. Again, this year, 100% of the registration fee, it's still $25, that will be split. 50% will go to Canines for Warriors, and the other 50% is getting split between 12 local uh, service animal and rescue groups in the Chicagoland area. All right, so we need to talk about if you still want to participate, and who wouldn't, in the dog wedding, how can you go about doing that? You go to... Uh, largestdogwedding.com, very easy. You uh, register your dog and you show up on October 2nd for a fun-filled fur-lined day that's going to have all kinds of different activities going on. Um, We're going to have musical acts. We're going to have uh, a lady is coming in from Cincinnati, Ohio. I believe you have, are going to be talking to her soon, if you haven't already. I will be uh, talking to her in just a couple minutes. Okay. And so she's making a eight-foot doggy wedding cake for the dog. So each dog will get their own little bit of wedding cake. Um, we have Pet Supplies Plus is going to be there with Honest Kitchen. And they will be uh, giving each of the lucky pups afterwards a uh, toast in a little champagne glass. It's goat's milk. Uh, and then we will have... Uh, what is this? What, what is it? What, what, what did you... Goat's milk? Is that what you said? <laughs> goat's milk champagne toast. Yes. Yeah. No, non-alcoholic. Um, yeah, but I, I didn't know that dogs like goat's milk. I had no idea. So the event is October 2nd. How many dogs will you need? We need 179 doggy couples or 358 dogs to break the record. But we don't want to just break the record. We want to crush the record. <laughs> so um, we're going to leave it open. We're going to leave registration open to September 26th. Or 500 dogs, which would make 250 doggy couples, and then we're going to shut it down so that everybody stays safe. Because that's one of the rules with Guinness. Um, they want to make sure that these animals are not being uh, abused or exploited. So we have to be very careful. For every 50 dogs, we're going to have a doggy steward who will be watching over that group of 50. Um, In our case, we're doubling down like we did last year. We had two for every uh, two doggy stores, and these are uh, highly trained folks. These are dog walkers. These are dog groomers. These are 
vet techs, um, people that are used to working with large numbers of dogs so they can uh, anticipate a situation and help dissolve that situation, if you will, before it escalates. Because um, we have one dog fight and the record is off. Ah, well, you know, I'm personally not so much worried about the dogs, but the people are another story. Now, this all takes place where? It is taking place with our wonderful partners. The Kane County Cougars are letting us use Northwestern Medicine Field for the actual attempt. So it's going to be out in Geneva, uh, Illinois, and that is October 2nd, uh, the Gate will open at 8 a.m. to start allowing the dogs to come in and get processed for the actual attempt. And then the ceremony is scheduled to go up at noon uh, if all goes well. All right. One more time. Give me that website. It is the large, or I'm sorry, largestdogwedding.com. Largestdogwedding.com. Yes, Leslie? Oh, two more things real quick. Real quick. Uh, we got we got another sponsor. Gold Leash is going to be there giving away free podicures the day of, so <laughs> okay. all of your dogs can be neatly groomed for the wedding. And um, we also have a canine reverend will be doing the vows this year. Well, that's that makes perfect sense, if you will. <laughs> uh, no cats allowed, I suspect. Leslie Allison, CI. Thank you so much, and uh, this is great because the money goes to charities that matter, so I'm a huge fan of that. Thank you so much. And thank you for your support, Steve. We really appreciate it. I can't think of the last time I've had a chef on The Pet Show. She is Melinda Kirk Stegner of ilovepetcakes.com, the world's largest pet wedding. That is October 2nd. They're going to break a Guinness World Book of Records at Northwestern Medicine Field. That's typically where the Kane County Cougars play baseball. But no, 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 no. On October 2nd, it's dogs playing. Well, they're playing getting married. I I don't know. (laughs) Hi, Melinda. How are you? Good. How are you? So how did you get involved in this? Well, I am the official cake sponsor for the largest dog wedding, and the benefits go to Canines for Warriors. Which is great, like yes. Partner service dogs to veterans. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've, we've talked about that, and we'll continue to do so because, and not only Canines for Warriors, but other terrific causes Correct. that help pets as well. But tell me about you. Did, did you get up one morning and say, well, I want to be a <laughs> chef, but I want to do it for dogs? Well, my love for cooking all started when I found out that my dog, Bella, had allergies to things like wheat, corn, and soy, which are all in her food. So I was determined to get her healthy and have fun at the same time. And because I love to cook and my children have all been four-legged, I started making her human-looking homemade food that was actually healthy for her because nothing had wheat, corn, or soy. And I also made sure that nothing had salt, sugar, or preservatives so that it made her healthy and it helped me have fun at the same time. Well, it sounds like it would be healthy for me, too, actually. It is human-grade, but it's just for the dogs. Oh, no, that's not right. So, does at least, <laughs> But the, the thing is, I've seen your work. I've seen the cakes. I mean, they look like it could be something yeah. that... So, 
have you done weddings previously for dogs? Well, I have. I've hosted several weddings in the past using uh, my pet cakes, which I invented because of Bellow was my inspiration. And it's super easy where you add water to a mix, pour it in the pan, and two minutes in the microwave, it's done. So I have hosted several dog weddings here at my house, but nothing like what's happening at King County Fairgrounds. Well, so that's going to break, yeah. Wedding. Yeah, that's going to break a record. So what do you put in a pet cake? I'm thinking liver? No, no. Actually, what I want to do, people, a lot of people think, especially pet parents, they think it's complicated and time-consuming to cook for their dogs, but that's why I invented pet cakes. So pet cakes is organic oat flour, brown rice flour, flaxseed meal, baking soda, baking powder. There is a dry mix and a reusable bone-shaped pan. So <laughs> think Easy Bake Oven meets Duncan Hines for dogs. <laughs> so people, it's, Melinda, excuse me, I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to understand. So people can order uh, what you just can, said? They can order on my website at ilovepetcakes.com to make their own birthday cake or gotcha cake or celebration cake, and it has a mix and a frosting, and the birthday kit even includes a candle. So it's super fast, fun way to spoil your fur-legged babies, and everything's included. So I understand that it's healthy. What makes it palatable for dogs? There's no liver, no hot dogs. (laughs) The fun thing about pet cakes is, even though you just add water to the mix, you can always add a tablespoon of something that's also healthy, like canned chicken or peanut butter or applesauce or yogurt or honey. Um, I just prefer to use less meat, but if your dog is a meat person like Bella, you can add uh, pre-made uh, chicken, ground chicken or ground turkey or liver, as you put it. So, yeah, you can add a tablespoon of something your dog would like as long as it's healthy. What's in the frosting? The frosting is just dehydrated yogurt, and you add water and yogurt to it. So there is no salt, there is no sugar, and it's super healthy for them. And it looks real. Now and they I'm, love it. I'm pretty adequate at best in the kitchen. Could I even do this? Even you can do it. It's just two minutes in the microwave. How many times have you used the microwave already today? (laughs) Well, uh, it's early in the morning, but on a typical day, uh, probably a couple times. Okay. So um, if you think that your dog is worth two minutes of cooking in the microwave, you can do this. So it's all microwavable. Yes, add water to the mix, pour it into the bone-shaped pan that comes with the kit, and two minutes in the microwave, you're done. And then you let it cool, and then you frost it. How do people get the kits? You can find everything we've talked about today at ilovepetkicks.com, and I also sell on Amazon and Chewy.com. And if you want a cookbook, because... You want to go above and beyond the what you're doing with the microwave. I have that too. It's called Pause and Brunch, and I have healthy, homemade cake uh, 
uh, brunch-inspired dishes for dogs, like wolf waffles, canine crepes, mutt muffins. But it is a little more in the kitchen, and it's it's ingredients you already have in your pantry that you probably didn't know that were healthy for your dog. I have one more question for you. Okay. How do you fit thousands of candles on a cake without the fire department coming out? Because this is going to be the world's largest dog wedding. I mean, how big is this cake going to be? Well, the cake I've prepared is four-tiered high. Uh-huh. And it happens to be a fake cake for the photos. But every dog that walks shh, down the we're not aisle supposed to, to say get married that. gets yes. a pet cake. Wow. That's that's wonderful. Uh, again, your website, for those who need to know, is uh, I I love petcakes.com. Petcakes. All right. Thank you so much, Melinda. <laughs> Thank you. And you tell Hazel I said hi, and I will see her soon with some more pet cakes and ice cream. <laughs> that sounds great to Hazel. I want some, too. Thank you, Melinda. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Bye-bye. Have a great day. You know, I'm not really a Starbucks person. I don't know the language, but here's what I do know. Our neighborhood Starbucks was once very dog-friendly. You'd go in to pick up your mocha choca loca or whatever you call those things, your grande giant thingy, and you'd bring a dog in with you and maybe even get a puppuccino. That's some whipped cream they do for free for the dogs, which is great. Now they have a sign outside to tie up the dog, encouraging people to do that. No, never do that. For one thing, in Chicago, in the city, that's actually against the law. I know that. I helped to write that. So I know that's the case. Now, why not tie out the dog? Well, dogs can be stolen. That really does happen. Dogs can become loose and they can run off and then maybe get hit by a car. Uh, By not moving when they're tied up, when it's really cold outside, dogs will be at best uncomfortable or at worst might even suffer frostbite. In hot weather, it could be heat stroke. With dogs' caretakers not watching what happens, someone can come along, pet the dog, and say, your dog bit me. How do you know? And anybody can sue somebody for anything, right? If you're not there, you don't really know what happened. And maybe your dog tied up is friendly, but the dog walking by might not be so friendly. And something could happen to your dog. So the dog goes, dog is tied up, and the dog goes to drink out of the gutter or a nearby puddle of water. If your dog isn't protected against leptospirosis, and by the way, protect your dog against leptospirosis, this is a bacterial infection that can make your dog really sick. But that is not as likely to happen if you're walking your dog, or if the dog goes inside with you, that can't happen. Dogs that are tied up sometimes, we know it, we've seen it. They bark incessantly while their person is inside. These dogs are clearly emotionally distraught, maybe even panicked. Well, that's not right. That's not fair to do to your dog. So I asked what's wrong with the dogs going inside. People not sitting inside for hours with the dog, just going inside to pick something. There's no, pick something up. There's no window at this particular Starbucks. And the thing is that there are so many Starbucks, as well as many independently owned coffee shops all over Chicago and the suburbs and all over the country that welcome dogs inside. So what's with it? I mean, maybe they had a bad experience. I don't know. My answer was, 
it's against our corporate policy. Well, that may be true, but other Starbucks managed to allow them. In any which case, not only in my view, of which I do respect, should they allow dogs inside for just people to pick up things. What I'm more concerned about is encouraging people to tie out their dogs, or even anyone who does tie out their dogs, just never do that. We'll talk to you next week, bright and early, right here on WGN.